Hey, welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us for this time today. We hope that this message will encourage you, build your faith, and help you thrive with God and thrive in life. Now to the message. We're going to continue our series today with this message calling Faith Speaks. Faith Speaks. Now, in high school... um, I was, uh, in summer, I was a dishwasher at a restaurant and, uh, and actually I just, I would bike to work and then bike home and, uh, and I would get the late shift. So I was getting off at about 3 a.m. in the morning, uh, after washing all those dishes and everything like that. Great times. Oh, I loved it. No, but, uh, I would bike home at 3am and it was so nice because it was so peaceful. There were no cars. Like I could go down Sarcy in the middle of the road on my bike. It was wonderful. Um, but I was coming home from one shift. It was, uh, it was like July, I believe. I think about 3.30am and, uh, I store my bike in the back of, of my house where, where there's a shed. So I was walking to the back, walking my bike to the back, and uh, I go past just into my backyard, and all of a sudden, something catches my eye that should not be there. All of a sudden, I see there is someone at my house's window at three in the morning trying to break in. I see this little 16-year-old Josiah uh, sees out of the corner of my eye. And know what happened? Is I all of a sudden felt fear and I froze. And I tried to speak, but, but I couldn't. I tried to... Uh, uh, and nothing would come out. What seemed like an eternity... Of, of me just frozen there. I'm sure it was actually probably only a couple seconds, but finally I shouted out, Hey, get out of here. And then this guy, I didn't even see his face. He hopped over the fence and he ran. But as soon as I spoke, it like broke the fear and then I could move again. And I like little Josiah uh, ran after this guy at 3.30 in the morning. I'm glad I didn't catch him probably for my sake more than his. But that story reminds me of this is, and I think it illustrates something that fear left unchecked. This is what fear does is fear left unchecked silences us. It causes us to be silenced. It stops us from speaking up. If we look at the account in the Bible of, of the Philistines, when they're coming to battle with Israel, um, the Philistines, they have uh, their warrior, their, their champion, Goliath, a nine-foot tall, nine-inch giant who's been uh, like uh, training uh, for war since he was a youth. And they send him out and he goes to the Israelites and they, he shouts out, who will challenge me? And what happens is the king, all of Israel, they are afraid. Saul, who's the king? He is silenced. He doesn't respond to the challenge of this, of this giant. Why? Because fear silenced him. Fear caused him to be frozen where he was. He didn't come out to face him. He didn't say anything back to him. Why? Fear silenced him. 
He saw the obstacle in front of him that looked much too big for him. That giant, that man of war in front of him. And fear, just like me in that yard, silenced him. Fear silence silences. It causes silence. But know what? Can I say this is that faith speaks. In the midst of Saul's fear of the giant, something cut through the fear, and that was faith that spoke. David, a shepherd boy at the time, he heard about the giant, he saw the opposition, and he declared, he spoke with faith uh, into that situation. First, when he was just with the men in general, he said, who is this dude coming against us, challenging us? What's his name? Uh Uh-uh, he ain't coming here. We got a covenant with God. And then he gets pulled into the king's tent. And this is what he says, in the midst of Saul being not speaking about this giant because of his fear. This is what David says. He says this in uh, Samuel 17. uh, He says this, your servant has killed both a lion and a bear and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, Uh, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. So fear silenced King Saul. Fear silenced King Saul. But David's faith caused him to speak and then to step. It caused David's faith in God caused him to speak and then to step. David had been living by faith before when he was watching his dad's sheep. We talked about that a few few weeks ago. But then when David, he carried on, when he heard that giant or saw that obstacle, his trust was still in God. And, and that trust in God caused him to speak. And as David then, as at once he was then going to face the giant, he finally says, yeah, Saul, I'm going to take him. He's going to face him. As David steps towards this giant in battle, uh, he doesn't stay quiet. They were not somber steps of like little shepherd boy going to like, it was nice knowing you, David. No, David was actually declaring and, and his faith spoke. He spoke faith. David spoke to the problem, the obstacle that was right in front of him that you couldn't miss. This giant, this opposition, and this is what he said. He spoke in faith and he said, Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with sword and spear and with a javelin, but I come, with, uh, come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. The God of the armies of Israel whom you've defied this day. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I will strike you and take your head from you. Wow, this is smack talk. But no, this isn't just smack talk from a shepherd boy. This is faith talk. Trust in God. And, and this day I will give the carcass of, uh, carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Mike drop. And now then he, he then goes and of course we many of us know this story. He goes and he, he does the slingshot, hits the giant in the face, then he runs towards, cuts the giant's head off and they win. But David... David's faith in God caused him to speak. 
David told Goliath, or you could say the problem, the opposition, that he that the problem that was in front of him, he declared, he spoke out what God had done before and what God was going to do about this problem. Unfortunate for Goliath, Goliath was that problem. His David's faith, it caused him to take steps and to speak. His faith caused him to speak and to declare what God had done back in the tent with Saul in the midst of fear. And then when he was facing the opposition, what God is going to do. David had speaking faith, faith that speaks. You know, steps of faith, because that's what we're talking all about. One small step, steps of faith. They're not silent but rather they are taken declaring what God has done and what God is going to do every next step you take. Declaring the promises, the finished works of what God has done. David faced the giant. Uh, when David faced the giant, he, he declared faith, but that wasn't his only time. You know, uh, he declared what God had done in the midst of, of his opposition, what God had done and what he was going to do. And we see this again, David does, did this when he wrote Psalms 116. In Psalms 116, in verse 3, David says this. So David is not in a good situation when he's writing this psalm. He's reflecting back to when he was not in a good time, where things were against him. So much so, it highlights it here. He says in verse 3, Death once stared me in the face, and I was close to uh, slipping into the dark shadow. I was terrified and overcome with sorrow. So David was in a situation, not a good situation. But check this out. This is what he says. In verse 10, he says this, Even when it seems I'm surrounded by many liars and my own fears, and though I'm hurting in my suffering and trauma, I will stay faithful to God and speak words of faith. And speak words of faith. Declaring faith is not, is not post-victory. It's not once, it's not a, yay, we won, now let's declare it out. But in the midst of challenges, in the midst of facing obstacles, uh, in the midst is when we declare. Like even in Hebrews, it says that faith is the evidence of things hoped for. It's the substance of things not seen. So that means that, hey, it, 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 for faith, it's not when it's past. It's, it's talking about what God is going to do. So David says, he declares, he speaks faith. Now, what are words of faith? Like, what is that? Words of faith is saying what God says about your situations, about your, you, your life. It's what God says about him, his faithfulness, his goodness, his provision, his, his righteousness, his mercy. It's about declaring what God says about your future, about others. Declarations of faith, speaking faith. It's meant to be said right in the midst of when we're facing challenges, right in the midst of when we're in front of that giant, when we are 
it seems like it's bigger than us. Well, that's because when if you're taking steps of faith, this means that you're taking steps into new territory, new areas that you can't do alone, that you need God. Because that's what steps of faith lead you, is they lead you into a place that can only be uh, walked in and sustained by steps of faith, total reliance on God. You know, the Apostle Paul, in his letter to the, to the, Corinth, uh, the Corinthian church, um, who's like, he's talking about, you know, they're having some opposition av- and adversity. He refers actually back to this psalm. He refers back to the psalm that David wrote in Psalms 116. And he says this in 2 Corinthians 4. He says, um, We have the same spirit of faith that is described in the scriptures when it says, First I believed, then I, then I spoke in faith. He's, he's speaking back to Psalms 116 there. So we also first believe, then speak in faith. We do this because we are convinced that he who raised Jesus will raise us up with him and together we will be brought into his presence. First I believe, then I spoke in faith. You know, faith speaks. Faith isn't silent, but faith speaks. No matter what's going on around us or the size of the obstacle or opposition, Can I say this? Faith speaks. Faith speaks of the finished works of Jesus, what God has provided, what God is going to do, declaring by faith how this will end, that God will bring me through, or that God will work this out, or that God has got this. When you speak faith or declaring, it is not based on what is happening around you, it's, it's, it's not based on the circumstances and how they look, but it's based on the finished works of Jesus and what God has provided for you and I. Faith speaks out and declares because of what God has done and speaking, into, speaking out into what God has got. As we take uh, steps of faith in direct response to God's word, it is so crucial that, that we declare, that we declare with our mouths what God has said, that we declare what he's going to do. As we walk into, as we step one step of faith, followed by another step, followed by another step, that we declare what God has said. You know, because as we declare what God has said, we're actually speaking words of life. In Proverbs 18, 21, it says death and life. Hey, they are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. You know, as you declare what God has said, you're actually declaring life into your situation. You're declaring his life, his power into your situation. That then as well, that your words, man, they're creative, and that you are speaking the life-giving word of God. That Isaiah says that, as you, that his words do not return void. So as you're declaring, and they're going and accomplishing. You know, as well, as you declare what God has said, it, it gets your thinking right. It makes sure your thinking's right. Because in Philippians 4.8, it says this. It says, finally, brethren, 
Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, and whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good, uh, of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything, lots of any things, praiseworthy, meditate on these things. You know, how many of you know, like, as, as you face challenges, so many times our thoughts can go one way or, oh my goodness, you get an unexpected bill. Oh my goodness, what am I going to do? How am I going to fix the car right now because of this? Or, okay, look at the economy. Or, I got a bad doctor's report. And suddenly your mind can go right there. But then the scripture encourages us to position our position ourselves to to where to meditate to think on his his word. So we declare as we declare, it brings our thoughts in. Because the best way to interrupt thoughts, it's not like okay, stop thinking, stop thinking that, stop thinking that. Try like if you're going trying to go to sleep and like okay, mind, stop thinking, stop thinking. It doesn't work. But the way to interrupt a thought is is by declaring a word. I think the other thing is it, it builds your faith. In Romans 10, 17, it says, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So as you're declaring God's word, as you're saying what he says about your situation, as you are declaring what he said in the Bible, it's as well, it's strengthening your faith. In, in uh, Revelations, it talks about, and they overcame by the blood of the lamb, Jesus, and the word of their testimony, and then declaring what God has done before, just like what David did. Hey, I went up against a bear, a lion, and now this that's in front of me, God's got it. He's got it. I think also it positions you. Declaring keeps you in that position of faith, of reliance and trusting on God. You know, in Hebrews 11, uh, it says this. It says, now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. The testimony of faith is what uh, previous generations were commended for. Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's word. He spoke uh, and the invisible realms gave birth to what is seen. You know, speaking faith uh, is declaring what God has said in the midst of whatever's going on around you. In the midst of chaos, declaring clarity. In the midst of lack, declaring God's provision. In the midst of sickness, declaring God's healing. In the midst of obstacles, declaring God's victory. In the midst of setbacks, Declaring God's set up. You know, a practical example of, of this, like you're like, okay, nice, Josiah, nice. But a practical example for me in my life was, was this uh, years ago, Natalie and I, we wanted to have, have a baby. And so we were trying, but we weren't getting pregnant. And, and so each month we're not pregnant, not pregnant. And so I went into the scriptures, found where, where God says, like, okay, that having a family is, is my portion. Like that God, that that's part of my salvation package, that, that I will have a kid. So I, I then, I said, God, I thank you for that. I asked him, God, like, I want, I want a kid and I thank you for it. And then you know what? I started to declare this. I started to declare, we will get pregnant that we will get pregnant. 
you know, and then, then maybe that next month we don't get pregnant and then, then fear like, okay, are we going to like, uh, is it like, what, is there something wrong? And so then we declare, I declare then we will get pregnant. God's got this. We will get pregnant. God's got this. And then it doesn't happen. I'm keep declaring. And today I have a son. He's two years old. But in the process before that, he's actually older than two. He's like two and two and like a half and more. But here's the thing is before my son. Now he's now I don't need faith for my son. I know that he's here. But back when I didn't see him because he's part of God's plan, but I didn't see him. And when it was like, we were coming against of like, we just weren't getting pregnant. It wasn't, wasn't happening month after month after month. But know what? Declaring life, declaring what God says, we will get pregnant. We will have a family. We will. And know what? I have a little boy running around that says, yeah, that he's faithful, that he is good. That's a practical example of declaring what God says in the midst of no matter what the circumstances look like. Now, some people have said, said this, and maybe you're thinking this is Josiah. I don't want to declare because I don't want to be fake. Like I want to be truthful. Like I don't want to like deny what's going on around and tell you the truth. I don't want you to be fake either. I don't want you to be denying or anything like that because declaration, declaring what God says, uh, faith speaking is not denying what's going on around you. Like David is not going to the battlefield, putting his head in the sand and saying, there is no giant, there's no giant, there's no giant. And then he clicks his double sandals together and then he's back in Kansas. No, it's not like that. There is not ostrich faith. Faith isn't, is not denying what's happening around you. Faith that speaks, declaring God's word in the midst of what's happening around is actually acknowledging in the midst of what's going on around me that God's word and, his fin and the finished works of Jesus is greater. It's acknowledging that no matter what obstacles in front of me, whatever Goliath or mountain that's in front of me, that God's word and the finished works of Jesus are, are greater, that God is working. Declaring and speaking is acknowledging that God's work, the finished works of Jesus, that it is greater. Like if I have an airplane ticket, if I go, I buy an airplane ticket and I have it in my hand and I say, I'm going to fly. I am not a denier of gravity. I, I totally believe gravity's happening around me. I feel the gravity. I feel the pull. And like, I'm not a denier of gravity at all. But, and by me sitting on the airplane, am I a denier of gravity? No, not at all. I'm saying though, I'm going to fly. Why? I'm acknowledging this because I have a ticket that was paid for. And I, I know where I'm seated on an airplane and then I know that as the plane takes off, that there's going to, something's going to happen. There's a greater law. There's the law of lift and I'm going to get up and over. There's still gravity, but the gravity ain't holding me on, on the ground. I'm lifting. Why? Because of the plane ticket that was purchased where I'm seated. And now there's a greater law at work. You know, speaking faith, declaring what God is doing and what he's going to do. The finished works of Jesus, acknowledging what he's doing is greater, is just like that. 
Because Jesus paid the price. He paid the ticket for you and I. That's called salvation. That now the Bible says that you and I, are we are co-heirs with Christ. That we are now actually, now we have a spot as well. We are seated with him in heavenly places. That we have a ticket, we have a spot. And he, the finished works of Jesus now supersedes. It is greater than those current situations. And that his finished works will actually lift you up. So it's happening around you. But what God has done is greater. He will lift you up and over. Declaring, speaking faith is not denying at all, but it's saying in the midst of what is going on, that God is greater and God, what he's doing is going to bring me up and over. You know, recently I was, I was in the mountains and honestly, I think that's God's country. I like personally, maybe all of heaven will just be mountains. I don't know, but I love the mountains. It's so beautiful. I was out there and there was this beautiful uh, sunset. It was like, it was like God just painted the, the sky with a brush. It was incredible. And I'm surrounded by all these mountains on all sides, 360. It's just, I, I just love it. And it's beautiful, but it, it reminded me as I'm looking at these massive, huge, impressive mountains, like real mountains, if you're watching from somewhere else in Canada or around the world, Calgary, we got real mountains. Okay. But I'm looking at these huge mountains and, and I think of this scripture in, in Mark 11, Jesus, he's saying this to his disciples. He's saying, surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them. Believe that you receive them. But Jesus said, say to that mountain. You know, declaring faith, declaring what God has done, declaring speaking, it moves mountains. It moves mountains. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed, as we are trusting in God, hey, it moves mountains. Is there a mountain in your life? Is there some obstacle or hindrance or some insurmountable problem that just on its own looking at it, it's like, I don't see a way. I, I don't see a way around it. I don't see a way out of it. This is what Jesus says. To say to this mountain, be cast into the sea. Isn't this what David did? When he went to that giant who against a man of war, who's a giant, who's cladded with all this armor. He's got his slingshot. He's a little shepherd boy. But he speaks to that mountain about his God. He says, he declares faith. He speaks to that mountain. And then God moves. God moves. Can I encourage you today? As you're taking steps of faith and as you take steps of faith, you know what? There's going to be new, new mountains or new giants in front of you, new obstacles. But I want to encourage you to say to that mountain, declare to that mountain, let faith speak. Let, the faith, let your faith speak. 
your faith, your confidence, your trust in God. Declare what God has said, what he's done, and what he's going to do. To that mountain of lack, declare, speak faith, let faith speak provision. To that mountain of sickness, let faith speak. To that mountain of that relationship, man, let faith speak. That, that issue at work that's like, it was a molehill, now somehow it's a mountain. Let faith speak. To, to declare what God has said. To your future that you see, it seems like a mountain. I don't know what it's going to be like. Let faith speak. Speak to that mountain. Because God is going to do what he said. Declare what he has and those mountains will be moved in Jesus name. Hey, can I pray for you today? Father, I just thank you for every single person watching. Father, I thank you that you love them, that you've got a good plan for them. And that I just pray, Father, that courage would arise, that we would declare, uh, that we would declare faith, that we would declare what you've done what you've said and what you're going to do. So Father, we thank you. Right now we speak to those mountains in people's lives. Father, we thank you that you are greater, you are bigger. So we speak to those mountains to be cast into the sea in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that you are the God of, of, of not just the natural, but the supernatural. That you make ways, you make roads where there seems to be no. Father, I thank you that you've got a new thing that you're doing a new thing in people's lives. Father, I thank you for a time of refreshing. And Father, I thank you for faith to arise. Faith to arise in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hey, thank you for joining us for the Thrive Church podcast. We hope this message inspired you, built your faith, and helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to see you at a Sunday soon in person or online. You can get all the information on our website, thrivecalgary.ca. If you'd like to become a partner with Thrive Church financially, you can also do that by going to thrivecalgary.ca and click the give button. No God is for you. We love you. Have a great week.